With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon. On Fishbowl Radio Network, jump in. All right. Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. It is May the 16th, Tuesday, 2023. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? Good? That's good. Now, in 25 minutes, we have a special guest coming to us from the East Coast. I don't know. She might be in Connecticut, New York, whatever she may be. She's going to come on this show. We're going to talk about all topics from... uh, the NBA playoffs, to John Morant, to WNBA, you know, stuff like that. So we'll kick it back with the great Sierra, Sierra Marone. Um, so, so that's that. Now, I want to say this. There's been a lot of news been going on over the last 24 hours, including this morning. Let's start with Sunday morning. So Sunday morning, I woke up, right? I read it to read it to the social media feed and I saw John Morant's name pull up. And I said and it said John Morant has been suspended for all activities within the Memphis Grizzlies organization. I saw it on uh, on a friend's page. On uh, shout out to the Walt Chisholm of the Worlds over there. Shout out to him. Uh you know, he he broke the news on his page. So I I looked at it and I was like, "What? What what's this guy talking about?" John Morant got suspended for what? And then I looked at YouTube and I saw, and I saw the video. I didn't really, it wasn't clear enough for me. I didn't see anything problems. And then somebody took a closer look at it and and it looked like a a, a gun again. Again, John Morant, you put yourself in this position. What is wrong with you? Why do you keep doing it, doing it to us, to me in particular? The guy that, 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 that has supported you. I mean, I love you, Ja. People around you love you, but you keep doing stupid things like this. It's going to make you a fool out of yourself. And, 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 you know, the NBA is so soft these days. They said he, they suspended him for eight games. They did not. The Grizzlies did. As a team, the NBA did not get involved. Now they're involved in this. So what's the punishment now? You're going to give him 20, 25 games? Or are you going to do baseball 80, 80 games? I say do it in baseball. Suspended for a whole entire full season to send a message to the next generation of players that are coming into the league that this is not right. Whoever you hang out with, what do you, whatever you do is not right. Change your mortality. 
You have so much going for yourself. You have deals everywhere. And now you're trying, you're telling the world, this is what, this is my life. I'm going to throw everything away. All because, all because you want to be stupid online. Selfishness. Y'all need to take a, uh, he needs to take a, a, a step back and reevaluate his life. No more when we live in this inconsistencies of, of the world of the NBA. We can't have guys like this. You are a role model. And I, and I, I would tell the younger people, I would tell them, get rid of John's gear. Whatever you had, get rid of it. He's not, he, he's not, he's setting himself up for failure as he already has. That franchise in Memphis, they should, they're embarrassed. They haven't won anything. And then now they want to blame, they want to blame Steven Adams and, and all those guys for not beating the Lakers in that series. Boo-hoo. I'm tired of John. I, I, listen, I, I, I am tired of this man. This man is going to self-destruct before our eyes. I can't deal with this anymore. It's time to support somebody that is real. Somebody that is like above, above, above the, uh, the, the weapon. Your next job, it's time. Because we can't support that character anymore. I'm done with him. Completely. Now I'll ask my co-host who is coming, I'll ask him, how do I get Josh, Josh Trust back? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd rather focus on players that have that that have value players that that are 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 about other people instead of about themselves. I just fear for his daughter. And everybody, and the reason I say that is because everybody, I saw the comments online. I saw I go I scrolled through Instagram after the game on Sunday, and I and people were making fun of you know pe- people make fun jokes all the time, and I was looking at it. I was I got a, a chuckle a little bit. And one in particular, I posted it on my Instagram page and it had like, I think it's gone now. And it had the next China team. And John Morant's name was on it. Dylan Brooks was there. Jordan Poole, Julius Randle, and, uh, somebody else was on there. And I laughed because that's where his next career could be. In Taiwan and China, whatever that means. You got Dwight Howard, who's in Taiwan right now recruiting players like Chris Paul. Chris Paul couldn't win a championship with us, with us, even though your coach is fired. Julius Randle, come to, come to Taiwan, says New York hates you. John Morant, come to Taiwan, says the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA hate you. This, this type of behavior kills players' careers. To the point where players don't, don't, just ask OJ Mayo. Just ask Tyrese Evans. It killed his career. Your behavior is killing your career, John Morant. This is unbelievable, man. Now, 
before I now this guy here is is sort of a fan of John Morant. I want to get his ex- expertise on it. Gabe, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. How What's are you doing? What's going on, man? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Well, we're doing all right. We're doing all right <laughs> uh, today. So, other yeah. than the John Rent news over the last 48 hours. Yeah. But I just want your expertise on it since you have family members that are fans of John Morant. You know, um, I think it's funny just the the changes that we've seen um in the NBA uh-huh um over the years and I think certain things just don't change right yes um i noticed that in this generation right mm-hmm. job some, i mean his game yeah off the court stuff it yes. resembles Allen Iverson. Um, now, how so? I heard that conversation this morning. How so? Because I mean, to me, if you remember, if you think yeah. back to AI, mm-hmm. those years, yes. the early years of AI, mm-hmm. I I remember all of the drama that came with AI. Where he was doing music, it was just a horrible album <laughs> he put out. Um, Should have left that at home. But shout out to AI. I, this is one of my favorite players ever. But that was horrible. Um, <laughs> he putting out rap albums he's mm-hmm. out in the clubs he's doing all of the stuff that comes with being a rap artist, a hip hop artist he he envisioned the whole hip hop lifestyle right. as a lot of black young kids do Yes, and so I think today the same thing is happening with Ja mm-hmm. exact same thing is happening He's he's doing what he hears in these songs Every time he's in the car or doing something, every time a gun has been shown in a video, mm-hmm. guess who's playing in the background? NBA young boy. Golly. I'm just I'm just Oh my god. I'm being honest about this yeah, because I, mean, I, I love hip hop. I love yeah. I love the genre of music. I love everything that comes with it. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. Um but where hip hop has transitioned into is a lot of people who talk about things that they've done, talk about how they operate. Sure. When they really don't operate like that, because if they did, they would not be rapping about it. Right. And so, I think Ja is so heavily influenced. Being only twenty three years old, mm-hmm. he comes from a generation where it's just been nothing but street rap. Like it's mm-hmm. been nothing but stuff talking about street behavior and street action. So, yeah, he's heavily influenced by it. Mm-hmm. You can see it, it's clear. Mm-hmm. Because why else would you be posting a gun? First of all. Real street dudes don't post their weapons. Mm. If you if you really wow. if you ever pay attention that's, that's, to uh, to just the differences, like yeah. the era that we live in is so attention gra- is so attention grabby, mm-hmm. and the grabby is not a word. But I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's so attention seeking. Let me use better words. That's the, that's, um, that's a better word to use. It's so attention seeking, and everybody needs to be to create this persona of who they want to be seen as. And right. Ja, in this case, he's showing that he wants to be seen as this, yeah, I'm, I'm an NBA player. I I got all of this money. I do all of this stuff. I have a daughter. I have all of these things. Mm-hmm. But I also, I can play over here too. When you really can't, you're not built for that other side. Right. Because if you were, none of this would be happening. You mm-hmm. throwing up signs and put posting guns. Bro, you're not cut like that. Sure. You come from a two-parent household. Right. You went to a a nice suburban middle class school, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You don't come from that. So right. stop trying to portray an image that's not you. Sure. Like, I think we, as in black culture, this is a deeper conversation than just Ja. Because our culture, we have perpetuated this thing where we have to be hard. Mm-hmm. Every time we have to be hard. We have to be this image of what the world has told us that we are. But we are not monolithic right. as black people. Right. There's so many other things that you can do. There's so many other things that you can be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just succumb to the same image that we've been force fed over so many years. Sure. We're not all violent. We're not all street. We're not all hood. You need to tell we come in so body. many different packages. That's what I said yesterday. That's what I told someone yesterday. Yeah. We come in so many different packages. Mm-hmm. And I think that once we finally come to grips with that, because mm-hmm. uh, this is a black culture issue. I don't care what nobody says. Yes, it's an NBA player and all this stuff, but this is a black culture issue. This is something that's bigger than just the NBA. It's bigger than basketball because we see it on a day-to-day basis. Right. So um, with Ja specifically, I want to challenge him to just be mindful of what you're putting out there. I get your influences. I get what this what this is not necessarily entirely his fault because of what we've been force fed it's a choice the choices is his fault but what he's doing is not because that that's something that is ingrained in our culture for whatever reason um and it's disappointing it It is is disappointing disappointing. and it creates a for me personally it creates this thing where it's like why do we always do that to ourselves? Why do we always portray this image of us? Especially when you have money. It, you uh, have it, money. It, you it, have it. power. You have influence. Sure. That's why we love LeBron and Steph and these people who aren't about that. Right. We love them so much because of the fact that they they beat the odds. They LeBron do. comes from being around that type of behavior for real. Right. Well, one like, parent household. One single parent household. Mother mm-hmm. had him at 16 years old. Y'all living in Akron, Ohio, in the hood. Y'all, mm-hmm. like, he comes from that. Mm-hmm. He's He knows the street dudes. The street mm-hmm. dudes told him, nah, you don't need to be out here. Right. We made our choices in life. Mm-hmm. We we had to do what we had to do. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity because you're talented. Right. Other guys other guys had that opportunity, but yeah. but they wasted it on on other things. And I yeah. and I want to say this, and I want to and I listen to, and I listen to the um <clears throat> Speak. I listen to everybody from Stephen A to Speak, well, Joy Taylor and, and, and Emmanuel Acho and all of them. My one word is accountability. Mm-hmm. Because as a man, this, this is a man here. This is a man that has to be accountable for his actions. There's nobody in this world that's going to tell does that's going to help Ja. I'm pretty sure they helped him on the first go around. Mm-hmm. He went to the facility for two days, and I questioned those two days. And I want to I, say I'm to not, that point, right, real quick. Yeah, they he has a great team around him. Yes, he does. It's very clear to see because Ja Absolutely. ain't going to no facility for a week to talk about his trauma and all of this like dog stop it like <laughs> y'all his team is yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to continue to be fantastic if this is the behavior that they're gonna allow and perpetuate but it, it, it's it, but it, it's it's him I, 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 it is to him. your point yeah it's him he has to be the one and i'm at a point where i'm focusing on the man side yeah because you got to remember 
He has a child. He does. You take that child, like I told you off the air, when you take that child off uh, out of the U.S., mm-hmm. God forbid, you're talking about adjusting to new life. Some players have excelled, some have not. And I don't think at this case in point right now, he cannot excel outside of the U.S. But let me tell you something. The fact that he has a child and he has the ability to move yes. like this tells me the support system he has. Mm. Are I, you saying they should cut off the support system? No. What I'm saying is that, again, going back to my point about he's not cut from this cloth that he's trying to perpetuate. Sure. Look at the support system he has. Okay. To me, you can't sit up here and tell me that you're just the street dude that carries guns and all this other stuff that you're trying to perpetuate. Right. But you have you, you have two parents. You have clearly a baby mother who's not who's not giving you drama. No. I mean, it's very obvious because it would have been out there cuz right. they put everything out there. That age range puts everything out on social media for the world to see. Right. So you have a primarily drama-free lifestyle outside of this drama that you created. Right, and this is just from the, I don't know anything for sure. There may be stuff that we don't know about. I'm just saying, based upon what we've seen, mm-hmm. which we've seen a lot, <laughs> yeah. I, based upon what we've seen, I see that you have a support system because you don't get the freedom to act like that when you have a kid and you don't have no support. Mm-hmm. When you out there raising your child by yourself, right. you're not alone. Clearly, you're not alone because you you out here playing little young boy in the car. Posting and doing all this extra stuff, you have time to be at the strip club. You have time to do all of this stuff. Right. So either you have a support system. That's the bottom line. I'm not gonna. I didn't have a problem make any him. speculations. I don't want. I didn't have a problem with him at, being at the strip club. But what I had a problem with is showing the gun at the strip club. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I didn't have the problem with. And him I don't being have there. a problem with the strip. The strip club is not the problem. The what my point is only saying is that you have support. Right. You don't have to move like this. You're right. choosing to because you have the freedom to do so. But he doesn't Period. utilize that. You He's don't utilize like, your support. Exactly. You don't right. utilize you know, it to the level that like, you should be. Kind of like younger, like people his age or younger that don't utilize the support. And they always talk about, hey, they always talk about putting money into resources. Dude, you have money to to invest in that resources to get that help. Even if it takes you a whole entire week or a month to say, you know what, let me step back and reevaluate my life. And to me, that's all that it takes. You don't need to, for this situation, this is not trauma. You're not, you're not dealing it's with not any trauma. This is, I've, I know kids like Ja. I know them personally. Sure. <laughs> I went to school with them. <laughs> Yeah. They swear that they just the hardest thing out. They they swear that they really about that life. They really about that street life. Y'all are not cut like that. So stop it. But why? But why? Because but why? Again, like I said, going back to it, this is a culture issue. Sure. We are taught in our culture that if you are not street, if you are not hood, if you don't have that, you are not black. There's a level of blackness that's missing when you don't come from that. It's the sure. Will versus Carlton. Syndrome, if you watch Fresh Prince. <laughs> it's Will versus yeah, Carlton. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Will is from right. the hood. Yeah, yeah. Will got right. all the yep. swag. Will, exactly. Will got all of this stuff, yep. and Carlton yep. is considered corny. Yep. 
yeah. because he comes from the suburbs. Yeah, that's why I laughed because he, I, 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 I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I, knew, I, I, I understand your point. Now, before we go to break, I want to ask you this: mm-hmm. Is there a third chance? Because it feels like it feels like to me what you've been saying is that you're giving this man a third chance. I give grace for anybody under the age of 25. Okay. And I say that because of the fact that, dude, you're growing up in front of the world. Sure. If you make it to the highest level by the time before you're age 25, Mm -hmm. you have access to stuff that you never imagined. It's a difficult thing that even I can't relate to. Sure. You're, You're doing life in front of the world. You know how many mistakes we've all made in our early twenties? Uh, yes. In late teens? A lot of them. Like you, if, imagine if all of that was publicized for the world. Ooh, God. Regardless of whether, <sighs> yes, he's wrong yeah. for this. He shouldn't yeah. have done it. Mm-hmm. It was immature. It was childish. It was not authentic to who he is. All of that stuff is true. But I have to give grace because at the end of the day, mm. you're in your early twenties. In sure. front of the entire world. Sure. That's it. Sure. So, yeah, there's going to be a maturation process. Everybody's not Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is 25, but he is he's never had an issue in the media. He's never had no drama. Mm-hmm. It's always been clean cut, smooth so since the day that he stepped in the league. Right. So Duke for one year. Exactly. So, again, Everybody's not going to be there. Everybody has a different maturation process, and Ja is going to take a little longer. That's what it is. That's what we're witnessing right now. Let me, let me, let me say this, and I want to answer my own question. I'm going to say maybe because this is a man issue. There is no one in this world that's going to help. A John Morant. They already did it the first time. Okay. The second time, yeah, you know, maybe you can. But he's got a will to accept that. When I said when when I said two days is not enough to be at the center, I said I said to myself, okay, what did they teach him at that center that he was at? And I'll and and so I don't I don't want to get him out of the league. I'm not trying to get him out of the league. I think he's a fab a phenomenal player when he's on the court. But off the court he's got to change. And it's, 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 I you know like you mentioned I watched LeBron and Steph, all those guys, that guys that we look up to as African American men that are doing exceptional things off the court and not ha- and not in their names is, you know people outside of them hate them but they, they haven't caused any trouble like a job Morant has and so to me as far as giving him a third chance I'm going to say maybe but it's up to him to accept that chance because yeah. you don't get another chance in the NBA now I'm going to tell you to your point you're absolutely right sure I do believe that Ja has to grow up Period. Like you, it's him. because you, mm-hmm. a part of being at this level mm-hmm. comes with you having to mature a little faster than everybody else. You got to. I mean, that's just entertainment in general. You see child stars all the time that say that they missed out on their childhood because they had to grow up. 
and they had to become business people. They had to understand the business that you're in. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Ja works for a corporation. Let's put it like this. Ja works for a corporation. And if you, any corporation that you work for and you do the same actions, Mm -hmm. you're losing your job. Period. Point blank. I mean, the NBA is a very forgiving league. So is the NFL. I mean, so, I mean, so is the certain other, I feel like sports in general is very forgiving. Because of the talent. You don't find talent at that level every single day. You don't. So that's why players are now understanding their value. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, y'all got to pay me. <laughs> Even in the NFL, they're yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, all those guys. Like, yeah. they're starting to understand, like, yeah, you're not going to find another me yeah, just like not. that. I don't come around often. Sure. And so that's sure. why the league has to be a little bit more forgiving than some of these other corporations out here. But if you work for Amex, if you work for FedEx or you work for any of these other major corporations and you do something like that, you are losing your job. Sure. So Absolutely. it's a, it's a balance because yes, I do believe that there's a maturation process that has to happen for him. But I also understand that he works for a corporation. If they decide to move on from him and they decide to cut ties and remove themselves, then they have the right to do so. They're going to cut him because of the actions. They're going to cut him. So public pre- public pressure will get will get those uh, sponsors to leave. Yeah, and so we just got to see what happens. And I think he's in a I think he's in a space. I mean, where he knows his value to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's and that's the part where it may be tough for him to find that maturity. <laughs> to get to that right. level, because you know your when you know your value, you're like y'all can't tell me nothing, right? But he, so it it's just we, it's a double edged sword, and I feel like we won't know until we see the growth and the changes. Well, we we gotta at some point we gotta wait till a suspension, right? There's yeah. gonna be a suspension in the league. I say the whole entire season of next season or longer. To send a message to the next guys that are coming in. I don't think it needs to be a whole season. I think, first of all, the NBA, there's value in Ja playing on the court to the league. It's bigger than the Grizzlies. Yes. Ja's becoming one of those stars that's box office. Sure. He's, he's that level of star, and there's a lot of value in him playing. They won't suspend him for a whole year. Now, maybe half the year, I can see that. Uh, mm-hmm. 25 to 30 games, I can see that. That's, that's, that's lower. It may be low, and to, low. It, it may be there's, low. But other guys that how how often do you see somebody in the NBA get suspended for thirty games? Right now, yeah. In today's uh, NBA, how often does NBA, that happen? Not right it never now. happens it, exactly. It, so that's right a, now, but it, again, but in the past NBA, in yes. the past, yeah, because David Stern was different. David Stern's NBA was different than Adam Silver's NBA. <laughs> I'm just being honest, like. Adam Silver the, is going to kill the sponsors, Gabe. The ma- <laughs> I, I, listen, I understand what Look, you're saying. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But Adam Silver's value, sorry, he's killing the sponsorships. If you're going to give a life suspension like he did, well, actually, it wasn't him. It was the Grizzlies. To me, 20, 25 games is light, extremely light. Because you got to understand, the NBA, like you said, is a corporation. And when you have a corporation, you have many, many uh, sponsorships 
that are looking at the NBA and, and looking at their product and saying, okay, can we put, can we, in, can we invest in that? I'm going to tell you right now, these sponsors are not concerned about the things that you think they're concerned about. They're concerned about that dollar and their exposure. Public period. Pressure. It their don't, they don't give a damn about, about Ja. They don't give a damn about none of that other stuff. These players are at the bottom of their list when it concerns what they're looking for. Sure. When it concerns sports. Yeah. Sports is the, is one of the few areas where sponsorship is going to be there because they have TV dollars. Mm-hmm. So TV dollars ain't going nowhere. They got a contract. Right. So as long as the TV dollars are there, that means the eyeballs are there. Sure. Which means sponsors are always going to be there. Okay. So they're not thinking about that. Right. The the biggest thing to the NBA is making sure that somebody who is projected to be a potential face of the league, mm-hmm. they want to know that he's going to be that and he's going to become that because he has the athletic ability to do so. You want to ask that question? You want to ask that question, Terry? Like if you were asked, you would ask the first pick in the NBA, you want to ask that question? Because you you got to you got to expect that you he 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 he's got. I get he, what you're saying. He's, he's and you're got, right. He's got to he's got right to say, that. you know, he's got to say, okay, I want to be in that. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna go up to John ja Moran and say, hey, are you going to are you going to uh, uh, we're gonna expect X Y Z from you? You're not mm-hmm. gonna tell John to do that. Yeah, I mean, you're not. They're not. They're not. But the reality is. Because of how big of a star he has become, mm-hmm. he's he's gonna he's in that class with the Jason Tatum's of the world, with sure. that young that new young class that's gonna be there after Steph, Brian, and Kevin Kevin Durant are gone. Mm-hmm. That new class that's in there now, mm-hmm. he's a part of it, and they're gonna carry the league for the next however many years. And so with that being the thought process of the NBA, and I can tell that that's the thought process, Jokic is in that same group. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he is in that same group. And so I, I think that with that thought process, they want to make sure that they do send a message, but they they do it in a way that doesn't put their league in a position where it's like, all right, like mm-hmm. we want to see this player. The Memphis Grizzlies fans, they want to see this player regardless of what he's done mm-hmm. because he's not done anything so egregious right. that – he needs to be kicked out of the league for it. Sure. I'm just being honest. Like no, we've seen so many other players come through and have like wild stuff, <laughs> wild stuff, like yeah. stuff that you never would have expected. Even in the NFL with uh, Darren Sharper, like stuff like oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, wild. That's stuff. Wild, yeah. yeah. If it's not something that's so egregious and mm-hmm. out of this world, where public pressure would make them have to get them out of there, mm-hmm. then. It'll be a twenty-five game suspension or something like that, and then he'll be back. He'll be right back. Well, so I kind of disagree, but but we'll see what this next guest goes, and uh, hopefully she's on. She will um, be in a second. Yeah. Um. So, so with that being said, guys, um, I know I know we over talked, but you know if she's on, then she'll, if not, then we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna get her on. Coming up next is Fishbowl Radio. I'm a game of you so, can you one capture my soul? I'm a 
podcast on fishbowl radio my name is jamie again now so we have a special guest here um i just you know put a post out there on facebook on the podcast where saying that i need a guest i've been challenged to get a guest for the last i think for the last eight months eight or nine months adam on the show something like that challenged like hard like it keeps me up at night to figure out a way to get a guest and i got one here today now, she is the co-host of the Full 94 Podcast and the Sports Talk with C. Let's welcome Sierra Marone to the show. Welcome. Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, it's a great day. It's a great day in sports, but a sad day in, 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 uh, in NBA news. Yes. For that matter. It's been, it's been a lot going on over, over the last 48 hours, mm-hmm. as you say. So... Before we get into all that, I want the people to know about you. What do we, what do we, what do we know about the full 94 podcast? Well, I am Sports Talk, Sports Talk with C. I will start okay. there first. Right. Um, it is a platform that I created where athletes can come and be you, be free, mm-hmm. and you, you know, come and share their journey. I've had basketball athletes. I had, um, football. I've had, 
uh, track stars come and just come and share their journey with me. Mm-hmm. And through that podcast journey, you know, I started in COVID. I love sports. So that's when I started nice. and went back and got my master's in sports management. Nice. And then on Twitter, my team found me, MTMV Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's how the Full 94 podcast was started as well, where we all mm-hmm. just talk basketball. And that's a live show every Monday at 8.30 on YouTube. That's nice. And that's how, that's how that came about. That's nice. I should check it out. I should check it yes. out sometime. Got to get you on sometime yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I got I to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be on because, you know, I'm a basketball guy myself. Yeah, uh, playing the sport and everything else until to this day, playing mm-hmm. the sport. And now a lot has. Uh, let's start with the John Morant situation. I know we, uh, I got my expertise in. My producer Gabe got his in. Um, so I want your expertise on the John Morant situation. I was watching Skip and uh, Shannon, mm-hmm. and what i didn't when i what i didn't know was some of the altercations that had went down they broke down every situation that happened mm-hmm. with ja right and one of the issues that i had a problem with is the mom kept calling him to come to these situations wow yeah and i know he is you know a young man still trying to grow up yes. but at some point as a parent, right, you want your kid to be above what the, mm-hmm. how can I say this, what everyone thinks we are. Sure. And Absolutely. being a black woman, you already have these, you know, she's a black woman in America. You already have this stigma against you mm-hmm. already that you're born into. And okay. it's like, I'm not a, I'm not a parent, but I know that. From, you know, seeing other parents that I'm around, my own mom, you want better for your, your child. Sure. And an altercation at a sneaker store or whatever, is it really worth your son to come in and ruin his name, his legacy? Right. Um, is it really worth it? A pickup game. We right. have all been in situations where a pickup game has yes. been in a heated moment. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> is it, you know, and yeah. it's like you beat them when you win. That's how right. you beat them. Right. You don't. And a lot of times people are going to test you because who you are. Sure. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. like you have to rise above that and be like, no. Mm-hmm. And the whole gun situation is like, I don't care what you do. If that's what you want to do, if you want to be. You want to listen to NBA Young Boy, and you want to vibe and do all that? Then turn your live off. Sure. Why do you That's want to show thing. the world that you want to like? Why? Right. When everything is recorded nowadays, and everyone wants to be the one to send yep. to the corporation mm-hmm. nowadays. Right. Everyone, why do you want to put your business out there? Your business is already out there to be judged, to be ridiculed, mm-hmm. twenty-four hours of the day. Sure. Why do you want to put yourself? In more situations. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you gave us this BS apology. Yes. The first the first one. The first time. The first time. Yep. And then you go and do it again. So it's now it's like, screw, screw the fans. Yeah. Your teammates. Mm-hmm. The organization. Yep. And it's like, what are you going to say now? Mm-hmm. Take accountability for what you're doing. That's what I said. 
own up to it mm-hmm. and figure out a way how to be better going forward. That's what I said. That's what I said. Figure out a way to be better going forward. I know you have to grow up, and I know it's a lot to ask a young kid. That's what we're going to call him because clearly he's not a man yet. A no. young kid to come into the league, make no. all this money, be the breadwinner for your entire family. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to take a step back and be like, is this waving the gun, listening to this rap music so worth sad. it right. to lose everything? And mm-hmm. we know the NBA is not going to suspend him for the whole year. I don't think they should. but I think they should. I just did I, I, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. Um, <laughs> but they always, I'm going to go back to the Michael Beasley um, interview sure. that I watched. Mm-hmm. And it's like, help him every step of the way. Okay. Don't, not just when it's instances where he's on live. So now he did it twice, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. now follow up with him. Mm-hmm. Continue to work with him. Is there something going on bigger that we're not seeing? Right. Hmm. You know, yeah. follow, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's mental health awareness, you know. Yes. Continue to stay with him. Continue to work with him. He's got to accept that work. I just think he's got to accept that. Um, accept all the all the type of work or help he needs. He's got to accept it at this point in his career. Because you see younger guys uh, do things like this or even worse and get out of mm-hmm. the league within like five to six years. I mean, I remember yes. O.J. Mayo. O.J. Mayo back in 2007, 2008, some of those years, and he was doing some type of drugs deal, and he hasn't been in the league since. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, you know, my mom is a recovering drug addict. She has 28 years clean, so I know that you have to want the help to, right. in order to receive it, but that doesn't right. mean we, as part of the league, you stop. Sure. Even though he Absolutely. he want he doesn't want it, continue to push it, continue right. to push it, continue to push it, continue to push it, regardless if he's not accepting it. Got to, you got to, but um, but I appreciate that. Um, so these fire coaches, so you got Monty Williams, you got Doc Rivers, <laughs> a bunch of others who have been fired over the last forty eight hours, which which I disagree with. With both of those firings, I want to know where is the NBA going with this with this coaching cycle? What is going on? The culture has shifted. It definitely has. Um, mm-hmm. Me and the Full Ninety Four podcast crew, uh, crew, the Bros and I were speaking about just how the NBA culture has yeah. changed. So if you can't win, you're done. Sure, that's what it's looking like. If you can't bring home a championship. You're done. Monty Williams has changed the culture of the Phoenix Sun yep. coach of yep. the year. And, you know, he gets fired. I'm not really a big fan of Coach Doc Rivers, so that doesn't – I'm not – I don't like his coaching style. I don't think he makes the proper adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee, you know, Bud, you know, he has a champ. But, In the yeah. last four years, mm-hmm. what? Only one coach stands in is Steve Kerr with his team. Um, so right. it, I just think the core of the NBA needs to be looked at. Like, what do, what do we really stand? What are we standing on? 
What sure. is the culture that the NBA is standing on? Because what it looks like is to me is if you can't win, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to go. Wow. And it's like at the end of the year, only one team can be a champion. <laughs> Someone's going to lose. Right. That doesn't mean you get fired. That means you have to adjust. You have to adjust. You have to, you have to make get the pieces moves. that you're yep. missing mm-hmm. and try again next year. Yeah. And to that point, I think the NBA has this thing where they give mm-hmm. so much credence to these players and the talents and the gifts that these players have, right? And so if you put a team like Phoenix together, yes. they're automatically expected to win without mm-hmm. any team chemistry. They didn't even play together half of the end of the season after right. that trade. Like, mm-hmm. there's still so much, like, they put to so work, much value They have into, to work together. Yeah, exactly. You don't even, you never right. really saw them come together and become a At team. All. At all. We never I have a question for the both of you. Sure. If KD was not on that roster, uh-huh. do you think he would have been fired? No, no, no. Okay, that's how I feel. Okay. Uh, um, Same thing with Doc. If James Harden wasn't on that team, I don't think he would have been fired. No, he wouldn't. He would not. And um, so what needs to happen, right? You got, you got, to my knowledge, you got five teams that are are needed coaches, right? What Mm -hmm. needs, what needs to happen now? If these teams are going after these, uh, veteran leader coaches what needs to happen now as far as the nba culture change well i would speak to what he said uh i don't know your name i'm sorry that's gabe Gabe, you spoke about what the value is of the players and you know how they go in and how they speak about what they're worth Mm -hmm. i think the coaches need to do the same and just you know what are you looking for from me Is it what, what do you want to just win? Is it all about winning? Mm -hmm. Because a coach is not all about winning. I want to be able to coach this team. And even if the players leave, they Mm -hmm. still have values from me coaching them to bring to their next team. They still know how to be a better man, a better player, a better person Mm -hmm. from when they leave from me coaching them. It shouldn't be just about winning. Yeah, and to that point, that's exactly what I saw with Golden State and Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson cultivated a culture in Golden State that really opened the door wide open for Steve Kerr to come in mm-hmm. and just do what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it should have never took him nine years to even get an interview. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It should have never done that. Uh, so we got all these teams here. <laughs> who who gets who the draft lottery is tonight and I want to tell these uh these younger teams what what are you looking for in, in a coach like who who gets on who gets on first I don't know cuz to me I think coaches as you said they do more than just win you games <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. they shift culture so if you're looking for a culture shifting coach I think Monty Williams is probably the best available option. Um, because Toronto, I, we saw what Milwaukee. he did. Yeah, we saw what he did. They at won Phoenix. championships recently. Phoenix was quiet before he got there. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I have a lot of respect for Monty Williams. I'm sure he'll, I, in my opinion, he should be the first to get a job. Mm-hmm. He should be. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I, I agree with you on that one. I dig Monty Williams to get the, um, what what fits me best is the Milwaukee job. 
you know, you got that talent in Milwaukee. Milwaukee recently won the championship two years ago. Mm-hmm. And nothing has changed other than, you know, you add this piece, you add that piece. The ownership's still the same. The fans are still going to be the same. I, I, I just think the only change will be to eat the, the time because mm-hmm. he's in the East. And he can win in the East. He can win anywhere. Yeah. So if you ask me, Monty Williams is my first choice. My second choice will be uh, Coach Bud because mm-hmm. he was in the, in the San Antonio system for 19 years. Mm-hmm. So he's ran the San Antonio offense to perfection. Mm-hmm. So he knows he knows basketball. Yeah, that's that's my that's that's my surprise of how, uh, why did it what happened in Milwaukee? What what I mean you you have Giannis, you have four defensive guys, and they won a championship. <laughs> exactly. Like, to me, so I'm not <laughs> in the last two years, which yeah, I'm right. so like I'm just confused. so baffled by that. Like that's right. crazy to me. Like I've never heard of a championship winning coach. Losing their job, like that's so rare to me. Just like that, that's crazy. I I can't even wrap my mind around that. But, to be but that's why I said that. Not like silver, the the as that's you were saying, the sponsors or mm-hmm. the board or whomever does. What is your culture? What mm-hmm. is it that you guys want to see? Because that's where I believe it begins. Mm-hmm. Where does what is what do you want a coach to look like? What do you want the coach to be like? Sure. Because now you have what's going on in Memphis. Shouldn't yeah. this coach be talking to Ja about something? Don't you want the coach to be like, bro, what is you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's more, to me, a coach is more than just winning a basketball game. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. The ho- when Bud was let go, it, it completely shocked me. Giannis yeah. was hurt. Right. You know, it it was just wasn't their time mm-hmm. right now. Like he and said, like, like Giannis said. Yeah. So because it, they couldn't win again, mm-hmm. he had to, like, you think that's the only reason? So if next year they don't win, you're going to get rid of who you fire this year? Mm-hmm. Right. Who you hire this year, excuse me? Right. So I, it's, the core values needs to be a, adjusted. If mm-hmm. we're speaking, always making adjustments, those need to be adjusted in what we're looking at when we when we're speaking about what is it you want from a coach. Yeah. And I think the super team era really killed the yes. the cultivation of culture. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think that these players I mean, going all the way back to Miami and Brian and D Wade and all them getting together, mm-hmm. Eric Spoelstra didn't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> That's what that was the perspective, even though he did a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the perspective of a coach just being a just a figure mm-hmm. is now kind of how they view the coach in the NBA now, and it's not true. Like it's not true at all. It's 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 a very very dangerous game that they're playing right now. It's not because the super team era is not going to last forever. It's not. And let me let me ask you this before we get to the predictions about the uh, the conference finals. The draft lottery is tonight. Can't you send that same messages to to the teams that are in the draft lottery? The top. <laughs> I'd say the top ten. Yeah, like like yeah. like like the same teams are always there every year. Like Detroit. Uh, who else? Uh, <laughs> this is a rarity. Uh, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, you know stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? So can't you just tell those teams, hey, y'all need to, <laughs> y'all need to take a step back. Y'all need to revitalize your team, your organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to and, and I want to say this before we go to the conference finals. 
when the owner of the Phoenix Suns took over, he's not in the right mind. He's not in the right mindset. He made this is a foolish decision he made, and to force James Jones's hands. Mm-hmm. You see, James Jones what, didn't have a hand in that firing. It was all mm. owner, owners, owner stuff. He just got there. Yeah, like this is like what well, he bought the team four months ago, and you fired a coach just because he couldn't win, even though he has a five hundred winning record. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there, and all yeah. that stuff. But and to that point, Phoenix made it to the finals two. What was that? Two, three two years, years ago? Uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. So they made it to the finals. They lost, but they still made it. Right. They've been and in the playoffs the every year. They still yeah. have the same team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're probably like maybe a piece or two away, like a yeah. role player away <laughs> from from a championship. Like, and so it's, I don't, I can't blame Monty Williams for that. No, you can't. You just got to blame the ownership. But I want to get your expertise on this and yours too, Gabe, because you're a Lakers fan. I am. Uh, Nuggets, Nuggets and Lakers are playing tonight. This is a, a tough series. That we're gonna see Jokic, we're gonna see Jokic versus Braun, right? Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, including myself, is choosing Denver to win the series. You know, we had this conversation back and forth. You said you like the Lakers' chances, mm-hmm. so I want to know what would it take for the Lakers to win this series? AD in your play. mind, AD, AD has to play out of his mind for a consistent. <laughs> four games. I mean, I'm consistent not, four games. Yeah, no that's odd all that game we need. off. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. I have. I have a Lakers. I have an AD shirt on right now. I'm a Bron Bron fan, You're so Ron, Ron, I'm with you, nice. Gabe. I love it. I love it. We on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking with you. <laughs> I find the um, guess that your team will yes. with Gabe. Yeah, I don't blame y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I have the Lakers winning in six. And why? Um, do, why do you have that? I don't have a bet against LeBron James ever. That part. <laughs> I don't ever bet against LeBron James, but mm-hmm. what I feel is though, and it's an unpopular opinion, you know, my show got a little heated last night on the live. Um, <laughs> one is AD is definitely has to be the man on both ends, defense and offense. Sure. For, for every game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot let guys come in like Codwell Pope and have 25 points we cannot let that happen sure Jokic is gonna get his either way mm-hmm. yeah yeah and this may be an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. but i really feel like tristan thompson oh god the I, you listen i un, everyone <laughs> oh, every god. time I'm i rolling. said that everyone's gave me that the only i'm not saying he's there to score he is there just to get offensive rebounds mm-hmm. that is it if he plays if he if, plays i he's have a feeling he will series. in this series he's gonna play in this series for sure in this series i feel like tristan thompson will play and the only reason why i say that is because who else on the lakers team has been in this position before besides ad and lebron uh, no one. Tristan. Besides Tristan oh, 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 Thompson. Tristan, sorry. No one. No one. No one has. Um, for me, I have to, I, I love y'all's both points. I love it. This guy does not bet against LeBron, but I, I have to. No, you don't. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, you I, don't. I, 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 I have, I, I have to. I, you know, I love LeBron. I love LeBron to death. 
I love AD, but I have to go with the Nuggets. I'm sorry. And the reason why I go with the Nuggets is because Jokic, like like Sierra, you, you like you said, Jokic is going to get his. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Murray will get his. You don't forget Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is going to get his as well. Jamal Murray is is he, he's growing up beyond our from eyes, the bubble. Yes, eyes. he yes, has growing up. Yes, um, I feel like Aaron Gordon is going to be key in this series because he's going to be defending LeBron. Even though he doesn't have the physical specimens as LeBron, I feel like he's going to force LeBron's hand a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, KCP is going to come through. And, and, and one key player off the bench, Bruce Brown. He's never been in this position before, but I feel like he's going to make plays. I feel like he's going to get this team going uh, whenever Jokic or Murray are out the game. And Mike Malone's old school coaching is going to get through the players. You see, every time Mike Malone gets upset, he calls a timeout, he calls his players out. He's not afraid to do that in this mm-hmm. day and age. It's true. And He's so definitely to, not afraid to do that, and that's what I do like about Mike Malone. Yes, and so Mike to Malone. me, I'm going with the Nuggets in six, you know, only because of that. Is Murray still questionable tonight? Uh, I, I, I seen that report. I, I think he is. I think he's still questionable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what I, was he sick or I, I, I was trying they to said non COVID related mm-hmm. illness. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Huh. So that's if that's, uh, if he does play, that it's, uh, a possibility that we better go at him. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, we better go at Murray because he is not up to a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, real. but, I today is we take game one. I have a Lakers winning today in Denver. Yes, we did. Yes, I do. Okay, you know I do too. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually said this earlier to somebody. I was talking um, with one of my with a friend of mine, and he was like, "What you think y'all gonna do tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, I think we getting the dub." Um, I just I have this thing where, like you said, I just can't bet against LeBron ever. Um, I'll never do that as long as he is a player in this league. Never. <laughs> I've seen too much. I've seen him. Oh my goodness. I've seen him in positions where all the cards were stacked against him. Yeah. I saw him in, in Boston game six. <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed that with my own two eyes. <laughs> like, own two eyes. I, <laughs> in Boston. Yeah, in, I, I saw Boston game six. Oh, in, per, wow. No, not in person. Oh, okay, say in person. I, I wasn't flying to Boston for that. No. <laughs> I've been to, I'm, in, I'm on the East Coast. I've been to plenty of yeah. games with Bron Bron in mm. Lodge Six right there. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> From when he was on the Cavs to Miami to yeah. back to the Cavs as mm-hmm. a Laker, so I don't yeah. bet, bet against my guy. And at this stage in his mm-hmm. career, I think he has this. I love the style of player he's playing with. I yeah. think he's 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 playing a very get in where I fit in type of game mm-hmm. and just distributing. Okay. And I love to see it because it makes sure. everybody around him and on the Lakers better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. Players that like Lonnie Walker, <laughs> nobody knew who Lonnie Walker was before last series, but they kept feeding well, him the ball. Like I know you knew because he's from San Antonio. Yeah. He was one of y'all guys. But mm-hmm. um, just to see that, I mean, just knowing how LeBron operates, mm-hmm. him getting this close to the finals. <laughs> and when I everyone just, doubted he wouldn't be here yeah. in the first place. Doug, we was a seven seed. <laughs> we, everyone called us a playing team That's all what I'm season. Saying. Like we, we wasn't supposed to be here. 
So even at this, I'm, we playing with house money. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, I, like, look, can't nobody tell me nothing. Let me see which sneakers he comes on. If he comes out with some throwback LeBrons again, you know what time it is. He's going to get it. I peeped that too. (laughs) It's over. You know what? You played with the twos last, what, game game, uh, six? Game six. Mm -hmm. When he dropped 30 on the head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that gave me. Oh man, that that gave me chills. But in, in a good way. In yeah. a good way. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. It's just remembering that that game. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I think because Denver to that point. I think because mm-hmm. Denver is such a young team. Mm-hmm. Um, experience is going to play a massive role in this too. Um, and just, that's why I said TT will have that time in this series because if, of that reason. If, if mm-hmm. he plays, he's going to play. I, He's, I'm telling you. Because we don't have that many bigs on our team. What, Rui? Like, Rui's a small big. Rui's Rui is a small big, exactly. He's a small big. That's He's the like point. 6'8. Yeah. So, so if you're looking at it, right, if Tristan does not play, they're going to put, when Anthony Davis comes out of the game, they're not going to put no Wayne Gabriel on Jokic. They're going to probably put uh, Rui on Jokic. So Rui this will- is more of a, a Rui type of series versus a Wayne Gabriel type of series. But I think this is going to be defense by committee when it comes to Jokic. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think that. He's you know, there for a body on yeah, him. That is all he's the body. there for. You need the body. Tristan is going to be used. Um, this, I mean, honestly, this was the matchup that Tristan was signed for. <laughs> to, <laughs> and I just don't understand why no one sees that. He yeah, was like, signed for a reason. This was literally the matchup <laughs> that everybody thought, like, yeah, like, Tristan yes, is for he... that purpose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did everyone forget what he did in that 3-1 comeback? That's what I'm saying. See, we on the same page. I rock with you. I like Sierra, <laughs> though. See, we on the same type this, this of time. I get I find, it. This is why I find fabulous people, right? Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the other series, too, Miami and Boston, before before I talk about your, your, the WNBA stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... My pick is Boston and six. I feel like, you know, the, the performance that we saw on Sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> by your boy. My dog. Um, uh, will, will, will go unmatched. I think he's going, he's going to be essential in this series. And Jimmy Butler, he's been fabulous in this series. And I've been a, 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 a big Jimmy, Jimmy Butler supporter. I like guys that are real. And so this, this is the end for him. He just doesn't have enough pieces that that will help uh, Miami win the series. So I'm going with Boston in six. I'm also going with Boston. Um, I got a little bit of bias though. Again, with that, uh, Jason Tatum is my guy. So like from St. Louis, so you know that's the home team. So don't say don't um, say he needs to do anything else. Nah. If he loses, he doesn't know it. Not, he already cemented his, his superstar status. Oh, he's a star. Hear me clear. He's a superstar. He but, already, I, mean, I want the world to hear me. Y'all two are hearing me. Mm-hmm. He already submitted that. Yeah. Um, I have it going to game, I have it going seven games. Seven and games. The, wow. Yes. Okay. Because we have a rookie coach versus Eric Spolsha. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, and we, Yes, he had a great game seven with 51 points, and he's a great superstar. He went to Duke. I'm a Duke girl. I'm more of a Jalen Brown fan, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
all season long, they had these highs and lows, the Celtics. And this series is going to come down, I think, to Bam, honestly. In the two, uh, the games in, you know, regular season, in the games, the two games that Miami won, Bam had, I believe, uh, 30 points and then 28 points. And then the games that Boston won, um, Tatum had to score over 40. Over 40. To win. So I just, does he have that in him to go? Four, you know, six games, four games to have over 40. I don't know just how they've been up and down all season. Right. Now, I could also say the same thing about Miami, though, just as far as their consistency. Like, until the playoffs, really, we didn't see them have games like that, have stretches like you that. Absolutely, no. You are absolutely like, right. Jimmy Butler, he's playoff Jimmy for a reason. I know he don't claim that time <laughs> he should but yeah he he's definitely playoff jimmy like there's a different right. switch that clicks on for him um mm-hmm. in the playoffs and i respect mm-hmm. that um but i just don't know like i just don't know if he because he put in so much work throughout these right. playoffs already i'm just like do you have it left in the tank <laughs> to drop 30 a night Especially when you have to go, uh, you have multiple guys guarding you. Yeah. Like you may have Jason Tatum guard you, uh, Derek White, mm-hmm. uh, who Marcus else? Smart. Uh, Marcus Smart. Yep. I can't forget about Marcus, my boy. Mar- Mar- I love Marcus. Marcus Smart has to play Marcus Smart. He can't do anything else. Yeah. He has to play like his role. He like when he try to play, take that last shot, the three, mm-hmm. like, no, that is not you. Don't, don't do that. Play your role. You know, you're the defensive mind. You're the one that's in your, your guy's ear. Like, no, we got this. That's you. Yeah. yeah. So Marcus Ma has to, if they, if they play their role, everybody, they're fine. But I, you know, just. In Boston. Yeah. In Boston. Now I will say, if the finals is LA and Boston. I don't know what you're gonna do, Gabe. Hey, look, this kid is this kid is man. I'm gonna tell you right now. Are you serious? I'm. I'm. Hey, look, it's a possibility. We are in the conference finals, yo. Like anything can happen. Oh my goodness! (laughs) If that's the matchup in the NBA finals, I'm just letting you know right now. I'm rocking with my team. I'm a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron fan first before anything else. Oh my god! But that's the matchup I want to see. Everybody wants to see the Lakers and the Celtics. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. Don't nobody want to see Denver in the finals. Let's keep it a buck. They're boring. I'm sorry. They're just so boring to watch. (laughs) They're boring. They're they're boring to watch. Yes. Yes. But but you got to understand who has that chip on their shoulder. It's not Jokic. It's the coach. But, you know, I know why you're going so hard for Denver because they remind you of them old San Antonio teams. What? Yeah. <laughs> they just you forgot both, LeBron but, has a chip, got- too? You know he was mad he wasn't in the playoffs last year. I, oh, no. I, we were in the play-in last year, and we, 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 were, we were torching the play-in. And now, oh, you're right. I, and now, I, now I'm finding myself for the first time ever in my entire life I'm watching the freaking NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Celebrating a, a potential number one pick, which we will never get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suffering here. He hurt, yo. He's definitely hurt. My son I is hurt. I'm hurting so much. This is unbelievable. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm used to seeing the teams 
go down. I'm used to seeing my team draft like 28, 29. Okay, fine, great. Now this this day we're drafting in the top three. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Hey, broken hearted. Oh my goodness, I'm hurt, bro. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, you be in the crib listening to Drake. I already know. I want to get you on this. Uh, the WNBA starts in three days, right? Yes. I'm excited about it. I'm pretty sure you are. Yes, I am. <sighs> I, I've seen so many releases over the last week. Mm-hmm. What is going on in it with the WNBA? We need an expansion. You know, there's only yeah. 144 slots yes. available yep. to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just too much talent out there. And it's yeah. like, it's literally a fight for your spot sure. coming in. Absolutely. Literally a fight for your spot. Uh, you know? Right. Right. I, I, I wish, I wish I, I wish I seen the expansion. This year, rather than in 2025, what they've been saying. Because this is going to be a recurring thing for years to come. Yes, it is. This is unbelievable. Like, these players got drafted. You know, Abby Myers got drafted. Uh, who else? Alexis Morris got drafted. Uh, Morrison. Uh, Deja Williams. Monica Sinano. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Players that played in an incident, recently played in the tournament, got released. And drafted. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I know I do a lot of coverage for the Connecticut Sun. Sure. And yes. um, I got to, you know, speak to Alexis Morris before she was waived. Awesome. And, you know, um, she talked about how, you know, the amazing bets. And then after the preseason game that mm-hmm. I was able to cover, the co- coach spoke a, a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, being able to – play at an elite defense right? and sustaining elite def- defense, excuse me, even through, you know, transition right? and switching. So sure. I don't know if, I don't, um, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's more of what needs to be taught more in college mm-hmm. to make these players more, give them a more fighting chance. Sure. When it comes to training camp in the WNBA. Okay. Because some 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 players come and they kill it and then some mm-hmm. players come and they just can't sustain it. They can't so sustain I don't right. know if it's something that maybe something needs to be worked on between the two mm-hmm. or if teams need to really I mean I know the fifth year is going to be gone. Um yeah. Come the twenty two thousand and twenty five, but yeah. maybe taking that fifth year mm-hmm. should have been a, on a lot of kids' minds sure. for some. Uh, um, the COVID year, the COVID year, the COVID, the COVID year, yep. yeah. Because in that COVID year, you really did not play as much. Sure. So it it, it sucks because a lot of talent does go to waste, but I don't think that it's not going to waste because there's other opportunities. Um, and I know a lot of people don't want to go overseas, especially what happened, you know, with, um, Griner, Griner. with BG. Yep. 
But my cousin plays basketball. She didn't play for a top school. I mean, she did at first, and then she transferred and came back to Providence College. Mm -hmm. But there's opportunities, you know, and then you just go work on your game and come back and then make a name for yourself. But we definitely need more than the 12 teams that we have. And when we expand, we need to not just expand with one team, Mm -hmm. but expand with at least three or four. yeah, we need like 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 I told you the other day. We have fifty states in the U.S. We can put a team in every uh, city. Like the NBA has every well, not in every city, but like like states are more, I guess, more comfortable uh, to say the word. Um, so I like to see that sooner rather than later. But I in, get it of why it's not as far as you know. Um, not in every like city or state is because you know a lot of people now they're starting to watch the WNBA. Yeah. Um, Even in college but basketball. It, but it wasn't really like that. Right. So hopefully going forward they see that it's a difference, especially you know us watching the college games and love yes. seeing these college women ball out and then wanting to see them in the WNBA. So I don't know if that's gonna help or hurt us. Not um, seeing like we loved watching Alexis Morris right. in the Natty Championship. Yes. Then she gets oh, waved, and it's like we love seeing her, and now we can't see her in college. Does that draw fans away from the WNBA? I hope not. So those are the things that we have to look at as well. So, mm. and then there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't watch the girls. Every time I'm like, you know, um, who wasn't in the final? It was the year Chicago won. The uh, WNBA finals. I was Phoenix, in a pizza shop Phoenix. and I was telling them, uh uh-uh, uh, put the WNBA finals on. My girl KFC's about to blow. Right. They're like, we're not watching that. And I made them watch the first half and they loved it. Right. So it's more of just the promotion and getting mm-hmm. it out there. So some people still got to get hip to the WNBA. It's been around for like 26 years. Yes. And I remember but I, that. Year. But I'm going to be honest. I only, I've honestly been faithfully only been watching it for two. Seriously, nah, you know, I know about fair. the greats because I'm, I love basketball, but mm-hmm. faithfully watching two years, going to the games and being a season ticket holder now covering, it's only been two years. So, and I make sure I'm upfront about that. So as much as I, I be trying to get people know, like, mm-hmm. it's not the same anymore. I mean, there's no it's Duncan. Not. I don't know why everyone just wants to see that, but. It's, it's not, it's, there's no Duncan. And, you know, I, I've been, I've been, a, well, I, I've been off and on. For me, I've been watching it for twenty for twenty six years, but I've been watching it for only twenty years because I've been off and on with it and all. So I remember the first year that came out where Cynthia Cooper, uh, Cheryl mm-hmm. Swoops, Tina Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Do- uh, Jeanette o- Kane of Houston Commons when they when they started get going, at least Leslie, the squad, mm-hmm. yeah. So all those ladies came on. I remember all all these uh, ESPN wasn't big on uh, WNBA basketball. Back then, they put it on ESPN two, um, and it, and they put it. <laughs> and believe it or not, when they first started, it was on the Lifetime Network where they showed a bunch of movies on there. So that's how I remember that. Because I've been wow. a basketball fan all my life, so <laughs> so that's how I remember all all, all that was going on. Right. So well, it, I just being the fact that it's on ESPN broadcast now, it's going to be yes. on Amazon now. I uh, it, they're making the right moves. It was on Facebook but, last year. 
Yeah, I've oh yeah, the Facebook lives from the the shows, but Twitter it was mm-hmm. on that as well. Yes. Um, but it just sucks that sometimes you know some games that are on it's on when other sports are on, and then yes. it, just sometimes it just sucks that because sucks. It, it's the way these girls ball now. Mm-hmm. It, it's ridiculous, and yes. everyone needs to be watching. They should, including you, Gabe. Yeah, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna do better. <laughs> Because I did the WNBA finals last year. I was able, I was so blessed to be able to cover. Nice. And to Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Mm -hmm. Alyssa Thomas, Dewana Bonner, Chelsea Gray. Oh, oh, to watch them and the the way she plays, the decision making. Candace Parker. Yeah. Uh, right now that they added that, I I can't wait. Oh, uh, you know I'm gonna tell you. I usually always watch the finals. Yes. So that, if I don't watch anything else, I'll watch the WNBA finals. That's like a consistent thing that I always do watch. But I really do want to get more into watching it just on a regular, consistent basis because I love basketball. There's like, forty games. You can yeah, watch all forty games. It, it wouldn't take nothing out of my day just to <laughs> watch the games. Like I'm gonna get better with that for sure. For sure. And the way, and then everyone thinking JJ leaving Connecticut Sun and going oh, to New York Liberty. The way Connecticut Sun defense is now, oh right. I, I, man, man, it's gonna be something. It's going it's gonna to be, be something, something. I tell you that. And the power rankings come out, and they're sitting at four still, and they're like, we're still the underdog. We love it. It's it just, it, it really is. And it to have Brienne January back there, she's a champion. She's a defensive mind. You said January. She's the assistant coach. Coach, yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. she's the assistant coach. I don't. I can't remember. Stephanie's wife's the coach of the Connecticut Sun, right? Stephanie White. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. How do I remember that? I don't know. But and she uh, comes from Indiana Fever, so it's it's yeah. so much to just see mm-hmm. the the passion these ladies play with, especially when they get an in one. I love Kalia Copper the way she can um get. Yep. Through two defenders oh, and God. drive to the basket, love it. Oh, God. Uh, Courtney Williams' mid range is absolutely amazing, unbelievable, so crazy. Wow, but um, but hey, I appreciate your work. Uh, let the people know where they can find you on all your socials, your podcasts. Just let the I am know. on Sports Talk with C on every platform, TikTok. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The new episodes come out on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Okay. Um, on Anchor, well, it's Spotify now, Apple Podcasts, and just subscribe, like, share, comment. If you want to be a guest, you know, inbox me and let me know. Talk basketball, anything basketball. I'm your girl. Hey, there she is, the great Sierra Marone. I appreciate you so much. You are welcome anytime to come back on the show. And, oh, and I loved it. Thank basketball. you, guys. Yes, so absolutely. thank you so much. And we will be right back because we're going to talk about the Cowboys schedule on Fishbowl Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Sierra. Say
It's complicated. Hey. Nothing's that bad if it feels good. So you come back like I knew you would. And we're both wild. And the night's young. Enjoy my drug. Breathe you into my face, no. Drop it down to that bass drum. I got what you dream about. Nail scratch on my back tat. Eyes closed when you scream out and you keep me in with those hips. While my teeth sink in those lips. While your body's giving me life. And you suffocating my kiss. Then you said I want you forever. Explain it. I love the pain, and I love the way that your breath loves me like Novocaine, and we are always high. Keep it strange. Okay, yeah, I'm insane, but you're the same. Let me paint the picture. Couch by the kitchen. Hey, nothing but your heels on. Losing all religion. You're my pretty little fiction, and I'm that voice inside your head that keeps telling you to listen to all the bad things I say and to say. I want you forever.
went back all in. Put some respect on my name, I get you popped. Don't need a girl around me, I got options. Yeah. Ain't no stopping a ball, she wanna take it off for me in a new deal. Wanna touch it, wanna grab it, wanna lick it, wanna ride it. I get so infatuated, anybody with you take a shot, we intoxicated. Tastes so sweet, like the rapper, baby. She never was a freak, and she said you made me forever, forever, ever. Juicy baby. Welcome back to Beyond the Game Podcast, right here on Fishbowl Radio. We had a great time with uh, Sierra Maroon. Yes, cool Fabulous, people, fabulous time. But now we get to the nitty-gritty and the seriousness of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know how serious you can be, but the schedule came out last week, and everybody's been, by, been just giving out their predictions, giving this and that, this and that, saying the Cowboys are going to go to lose, we're going to lose. First of all, for me, I haven't looked at it. I look. I took glances of it, and I said, "Let me talk with Gabe." And I'm glad he's here today to talk about the schedule. So now, Gabe, I have a piece of paper here. Yes, sir. Has my name and your name on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're going to talk about the schedule. We're going to give our predictions of it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So now we're not going to go do the preseason games because I feel like the Cowboys may be three and zero or zero and three. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, so May 16th, right now, we're doing this schedule. So by the yes. time the end of training camp, the end of the preseason goes, we'll look at the team and we'll look at our predictions at that time and say, do we, do we agree with it? Do we see this team winning 10 games? Do we see this team winning even nine or even 11? I think Vegas had them at nine wins. Mm-hmm. If I heard it, heard it around right the radio last week. Mm-hmm. So let's get through it. All right. So the first game is the Giants. Yes. That is at in New York. In New York. Well, in Jersey. What do you what do you think? <laughs> um, I think that's a win. Um, okay, so that's a win. Okay. I like Giants matchup. I like when our season start with a Giants matchup. Okay. Um so yeah. That's I got that one as game. a win. That's one win. I agree with you. That's one win. So one win a piece for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got the Jets next. So you go from New Jersey to back home, yep. you play the Jets now. Um, because it's a home game, I think that's a win as well. Okay. Um, right. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a difficult win. I think it's a very close game. Right. Aaron Rodgers um, is 8-2 against the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers is 8-2 against the Cowboys, but that was in a package jersey. It's a new right. – <laughs> it's, it's a whole new situation. It's a whole new set of circumstances. So – he got it by the, because it's an early season game. If it was later in the season, I would be concerned. Right. Um, but because it's an early season game, I think that's, a, that's a potential win. Okay. Um, because they're still trying to find themselves. They're still trying to gel. That's, 
Yeah, the second they, game of the season. It's they not, have to get through. Uh, they have to know what Aaron Rodgers' style is. Exactly. Uh, where where he where he's going to fit in in that new offense. Right. Like it's a totally different culture there. For in New Jersey and, quarterback. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got that as a win. So that's two I got wins. that as a win too. So um, two wins for us. Um, the only concern for me is the play calling. I feel mm-hmm. like our offensive corner is going to call. Ridiculous place. You got to remember, this is not Russell Wilson. This is Dak Prescott. <laughs> it's just for me, Dak's got to play well yeah, to, for us to win. So this is why I have. But that's in every single game that we play this season. So, again, I preface all this healthy. by saying I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this with the best case scenario possible, right? Okay, right. I'm looking at this with positive eyes. It's a new season. I'm going to just <laughs> act like. Them interceptions last year didn't happen. Maybe he's learning from it. I'm, at, I'm, I hope I'm doing so. this. I'm doing this schedule with that mentality, right? Because okay. it's a fresh start, clean slate. Okay. So that's why you're getting me at two and zero. Because if you would have had me in my feelings still, <laughs> we'd Y'all be. Let it go, bro. You know sometimes. what I'm saying? Yeah, like it would be. It would, could be bad against New York and against the Jets. You know what I'm saying? So I got two and zero. I got two and zero. The next matchup is Arizona at their place. In Arizona, I got that as a win as well. Um, okay. I don't believe in the Cardinals at all. No. Um, I have they, no faith in the Cardinals. And I don't fear the Cardinals. There's nothing on the Cardinals roster that I fear. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be, in my mind, a relatively, not an easy win, but it should be one that we can win by at least 10 points. Okay. I um, have that as a win as well because yeah. I feel like uh, Kyler Murray's not that dude anymore. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Hawkins wants out. Get yeah. him, give him what his wishes is, and I think they're in a rebuilding stage. I think so too. Uh, for the Cowboys side, I feel like this t- this is going to this type of game is going to be a running type of game. So the, yeah. if Tony Pollard hits a hundred plus yards, we we're winning this game. Mm-hmm. Hands down, we're winning. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the limb. I'm gonna say he, he gets 120 yards against. Against the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I I mean, our focus is going to be running the ball. Deuce is going to play a role in that. I uh, think he's going to have a – He'll make the team. He'll make the team, and I think he's going to have a role within the offense. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be very – they got him at a very specific time for a very specific purpose. Right. Um, and I think that they know what they're going to do with him, which is why they made that pick. Made that pick at six, um, in the sixth round. Yeah, so um, – He's he's gonna make the team for sure, and I think he'll be a he'll have a role in this offense too, and he'll balance out kind of what we use Tony Pollard for because we don't want to use him every single down. Um, uh, no, we don't. We don't so, want to. Yeah. This is why you brought brought in Ronald Jones. Exactly. Stuff meant that. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're. I think you're right. I think we're going to utilize uh, Deuce mm-hmm. in those um, pass catching situations, mm-hmm. uh, screen passes. Yeah. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, in those situations, we might even see some two back kind of stuff. Like, you never know. I feel like th- there's a lot of room to play with c- what we got on offense now. Mm-hmm. Um, the new additions with Brandon uh, Cooks. Uh, yes. And yes. Um, is it Brandon Cooks? Yeah, it's Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Houston. My only concern about that is, um, um, my only concern is that was Gallup. That's my only concern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to perform? I feel like he's retracting back. To his rookie season, uh, to his injury before the injury. Yeah, I think Gallup. He, I think now we're getting ready to see him kind of get back to what we were used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because last year he, I feel like he kind of rushed back from his injury. Yeah. 
um, because he knew we needed help and he knew that we were looking for it. Yes. <laughs> he was like, look, if that help comes in and mm. I, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my job may be on the line. So he's like, all right, let me, let me get back. Right. Um, there was a sense of urgency with that. And so I feel that he has to be very, I think this off season is very crucial for him. I don't know exactly what. His May the sixteenth, so you have yeah. to. Um, so, you, so hopefully, we're he's doing his prime metrics. Hopefully, he's doing everything he can yeah. to make sure that he's healthy for the training for training camp. Yeah, and I think us having Brandon Cooks as well as CD will take some of the pressure off of him to just constantly mm-hmm. have to be a number two. I think him being a number two receiver is not his role. I think CD being a number one receiver wasn't his role. Like I think <laughs> everybody was playing away from their role, mm-hmm. and I think with the addition of Brandon Cooks. Or, I mean, just thinking about, cause I, we needed a receiver regardless because mm-hmm. we needed that other piece. Other piece, yeah. Um, and Brandon Cooks has been a number one receiver before. He has, not to say that he's gonna be our number one, cause I think mm-hmm. CD still will. Right. Um, but I think it just balances out the receiver core. Um, so I, I'm hopeful on that end of things. Okay. Um, but yeah, so back to the schedule. I'm sorry, back to the schedule. Three, we're three, so we're we're three both, and zero. Oh. We're three and zero. Oh. Both at three and zero. Oh. Yes, going into the Patriots game. Uh, okay, that's a home game. It's a home game. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna say that's a loss because I think loss. Only reason I say that's a, that is gonna be a loss is because of the fact that at three and zero, oh, you know how the Cowboys get. Yes. They get comfortable. They get like they start mm-hmm. feeling themselves a little bit. It's like oh, okay, yeah, and that's a sneaky little team. <laughs> That's a sneaky I don't think team. The, I don't think the Patriots did enough this offseason. I don't know if they did enough, but I think that I I don't fear them necessarily, but I feel like that's going to be a game that we'll beat ourselves, okay. potentially. Okay. Um, um, whew, this is tough for me. Um, I I have to say a win. I'm sorry. I understand that. I feel like because I feel like um, – I, I feel like this game, if we make Mac Jones play like a rookie this game, he won't have a chance. So I'm going to say a win. A four, so we're at four. I'm at four and zero. You're at three and one. Three and one. Three and one. Um, going into San Francisco. And that's where? That's in, that's at in San, San Francisco, Francisco wow. at oh, Levi State. That's a uh, Sunday night game. That's a loss. Let's keep it a buck. Uh, <laughs> Just <laughs> go ahead and what the type of defense that we played in, in the playoff game? Yeah, we played you, great. That, you, that's a loss. We played great. You? We played great in the playoff game on on defense, on defense. side of the ball. Yeah, I don't know who their quarterback is going to be. I'm joking by saying that it's a blatant loss like that because I don't know. But I, I Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are fighting for that job. And to me, either way, whether it's Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, we saw mm-hmm. Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy played well, right, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We didn't. He didn't have to in the late in the season. Um, their defense won them those games, though. Yes. Um, well, just man. Keep being totally honest, Brock Purdy was a game manager. Yeah. Trey Lance also is a game manager. I don't fear the quarterback play that they have in San Francisco at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to be a heavily run based team, which they yes. have been. Yes. Um, they just do it in a different, very unique way. It works. It works. Debo, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Then you throw George Kittle some ball. Like it's, it's very like, <laughs> yeah, it's very run based, but it has mm. elements that are just different than the normal running team. Um, so 
With that being said, San Francisco's defense is still San Francisco's defense. Mm, even with the new defensive coordinator. Yes. I do think that the talent that they have on the team is unmatched. It's something different. Um, yeah, it really is different. Just, just from top to bottom on that defense, like, it's a difficult team to game plan against. Like, it is. Um, the defensive backs, they fly around, they mm. hit you in the mouth. Right. Um, Golly. It's gonna be a difficult. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a fight mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think if we lose to the Patriots, that can be a win. Because I think they need a wake up call, and that wake up call is gonna come either against the Patriots or it's gonna come against San Francisco. One of those two games will be a loss. I'm going to say, for me, I'm going to say a loss. On, uh, we're going to beat the Patriots, but we're going to lose to the San Francisco 49ers. That's fair. And here's why. I don't want to go back to the playoff game because this would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is the type of game that Dak, believe it or not, is going to mildly struggle mm-hmm. in this game. I agree. And I say that because their front seven is unmatched. Mm-hmm. And in the type of game that we couldn't run routes. I know this is not a playoff game. We couldn't run routes. Our receivers cannot run routes. They in that couldn't game. get off the ball. They couldn't. They could and not so, get off the ball. And so, for me, pers- for me, it's going to be tough getting a win in San Francisco. Absolutely. So I'm going to say a loss, and I think we're going to get blown out. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. Blown out. M- me saying it. Doesn't have to be their best offensive game on the San Francisco side. I think Debo, I think, here's the thing. We're going to turn the ball over twice, and San Francisco's going to cap on it. They're going to run a lot of plays between Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Both of those guys will have, well, I'll say Christian McCaffrey will have 100 yards rushing. Debo may have 80. Mm-hmm. If, if we're going to keep it real, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and that's going that's going that's going to make us adjust on defense. Yeah. But I don't know how you adjust on defense when two guys are both are running the ball at a high a high at a high accelerate rate. Yeah, I think that game is going to be dependent on what Dak and the offense can do. If that um I'll, I'll because if this. they right. if they put themselves in a position to fall behind like if they give San Francisco's offense short fields, we're losing that game. Mm-hmm. Um by a landslide, like it's, it's just not even. Good. If they can't Turnovers. move the ball, if they turn the ball over, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. It's if a wrap the, because you can't keep giving our putting our defenses in mm-hmm. positions where they got to play fire drill. Right? It's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. Right. So that game is gonna be very telling to me mm-hmm. about where we're at that point in the season. So I, you predicted a loss I in San Francisco. I'm gonna predict the win because I predicted the loss against New England. So, um, so I'll say it'll be a win, very close game. I yeah. think the offense shows up. I think um We're both four and one. Yeah, we're both sitting at four and one. Okay. Um one the, uh, Okay, so the travel plans for this game, right? Mm-hmm. After this game, I feel like the Cowboys should stay a week in California. Because yeah. the next game is is yeah, in LA. Is in LA. Yeah. So it'll be smart. To stay in California for about a week. Yeah, just which is probably what they would do. 
Yeah, I can't uh, imagine them coming back to Texas and then going and then back, go to, back to California. That doesn't make any sense. Like, logistically, that's stupid. Especially that's uh, a Monday night game. Sunday night to Monday night. Yeah. The next Monday night game. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's against the Chargers. Uh, God. I'll go first on this one. Mm-hmm. You're going against Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to get the best out of us. If Austin Ecker stays... Even that, I mean, Justin Herbert's still going to beat you with his arm. I'm going to say they're going to see the real Kellen Moore. They're going to see what they missed in Kellen Moore. So I'm going to say I'm going to say a loss. I got that as a loss as well because because I feel like Justin Herbert is going to beat us. Um, you know, their offense wasn't that great last year mm-hmm. against us, which is why they had to address the coordinator issue, mm-hmm. and they did. And um, I think I think it was him. <laughs> Having a younger mind with a younger quarterback works wonders. Yeah. And so I feel like Justin Herbert's going to torture us for 300 plus yards. Yep. Five, uh, they're probably three touchdowns. And that's all dependent upon how healthy their receivers are. Yes. Because they do have injury issues at the receiver position. And that's why they drafted Quentin Johnson at receiver. That's a fact. And so it just depends on where they're at comes because that's like what week six? That's week six maybe. Because we have to buy a week after that game. Yeah, so that's either six or seven. Um, But, yeah, by that point in the season, that's when people start, you know, things start happening. (laughs) You start to get to know your team a little bit. Of course. Um, And I think that's going to be a loss. (laughs) I I think that's going to be a loss. I'm going to say a loss, too, because here's here's what I also said. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason why they need to stay in California is because the next week is the bye. Bless you. Thank the you. next week is a bye. Yeah. So we're both at we're we're both at four and two, four right? Four and two. Yeah. After the bye, which is October the twenty second, which is like a week, uh, two weeks up of the bye last year, because the first bye was at bless you. It was Thank at you. it was the first week of November. Yeah. So it's not early bye. It's like mid October bye. Yeah. Uh. Next is the Rams as uh, at here. That's, that's our place. That's a win. Okay. That's, that's a win. A, that's a uh, win for me, too. Yeah. Um, the Rams are going through quarterback issues, and their coaches undecided what they want to do. They're in the transition right now. I don't see them being competitive this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I see that as a win if we do what we're supposed to do. Um, yeah, if we do what we're supposed to do, then it's, it's a win. Because yeah. it'll be a tougher stretch. Yeah. You see, this is why I, I'm concerned. Because if you move the buy up by two weeks, up until this year, yeah. the health of the players yeah. was that because you're going to be nicked up. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah, you're going to be nicked up. You're going to do all this. Like, players are going to play with injuries, mm-hmm. or they're going to sit out a a year or two. Or, well, a year, all that stuff. So to yeah. me, it's going to be who is healthy. Mm-hmm. After the bye week, yeah. Um, so we're at five and two, five and two. Both of us uh, are sitting at five and two. Oof, we got the Eagles, and we going and we going to Philly. So that's a loss. We're going to Philly. I think that's a Why loss. Why do you say a loss? Um, I think we'll split with Philly this season, like we did last year. Um, and I think we'll lose the one in Philly. Okay, the one at home is later in the season, and I think by that time, I, I mean that's a December game. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, uh, God. This is – I hate to say a loss, 
because I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I don't like to tie with Philly. I like to beat them outright. Yeah. Um, especially when you have, especially when you have Dak playing against Jalen twice because yeah. we didn't have that last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to agree with you. I want to say a loss. Yeah. I want to say a loss because uh, Jalen, this is his team now. Yeah. And you're not going to. The pieces that they added just don't seem fair to me. I got to be honest. Like, <laughs> it, it's, I got to it, be called, honest. It's called doing your work early. They did. They had they the did best their draft. Work early. Yeah. They had the best draft to me <laughs> of any team in the league. Like, yeah, yo. Me. And they were already talented. Like, I just don't understand. You it, get Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Oh, God. In both in the first round. In the first round. I can't wrap my mind around it, Jamie. I can't wrap my mind around it. I feel like this is a setup. This is a loss, bro. This is a setup. We may lose both games. You can feel it the more I think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you th- I- <laughs> it, 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 it depends on momentum, right? It yeah. Depends on it where depends on going. where they're at, too, because they may have already clinched by oh, that time. Because I, unfortunately, I do have Philly winning the division. Unfortunately. That talent is just something that's like. Oh my gosh. I hate to say it because I hate Philly so much. It's just an upgrade. It's just an upgrade. It's just, you upgraded a a team that was already in the Super Bowl. Right. I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) How do you upgrade a team? The GM GM did that. Like, they make the smartest moves and it makes me so sick because we don't. We never we make don't. any smart moves. We never do. We right? never do what we're supposed this, to do. This is unbelievable. So yeah, unfortunately, I do have Philly winning the division, and by the time we see them again, they may have already clinched that game. Probably only would matter to us. But might as well just rest um, Jalen at that time. I yeah. Guess, right? So I got that as a loss. <laughs> I got that as a loss too. So we're both sitting at five and three. Yep. Uh, the next game is the Giants. That is the Giants. at home. That's here. That's here. Uh, um, I got a. I got us a win. I, I think we beat the Giants out. I think we went out yes, with the Giants. Uh, I got that as a win, too. Um, you know, the Giants, you know, even though their magical playoff run was great, but I don't, I don't, I, I think it's going to fail this year. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the think Giants so. are going to fail. They're going to retrace back to what the Giants were. Cause they didn't do anything extravagant in the offseason. No. Nah. Um, just paid that they, they just paid Daniel it. Jones and probably added a few little pieces here and there, but. Yeah, no. I'm, I don't fear the Giants at all. I think that's a win. No, that's a win. Um, uh, so six and three. Six and three. We got Carolina, Carolina. at their place. Uh, that's a win. I think it's a win too, because Bryce um, Bryce Young has to get on his own. Because um, by this point in the season, though, this is going into November, right? That's yes, a, that's November nineteenth. November nineteenth. Yep. So I'm looking at it like Bryce Young may be comfortable. Okay. Bryce Young may be, have a feel for the offense. He may have a feel for his receivers, his teammates, his yep. O-line, all of that. Mm-hmm. By that time, that's a sneaky game. I do have it as a win as well. Yes. Um, but you it gotta, can, it's a trap game. It can, yeah, it can definitely be a trap game. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I do have it as a win, so. Okay. I have yeah. it as a win too, so yeah. seven, seven and three. three. Uh, I'm going to say, so Thanksgiving is, uh, the Washington Commanders. I don't know why they put us at the mid, mid Thanksgiving because I don't like. I I don't. This is this is. An we awkward usually time play the middle me. game though. Yeah, we do. We, we usually do. play the middle. I always game. like the night game though. I like the night game. I I feel like by the time the night game comes, everybody has eaten and is sleepy. 
So, <laughs> honestly, the middle game is prime time. The middle game is prime time. They'd rather watch that than, than the, what they have on NBC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's against the commander. That is a home game. Yeah, as usual. Okay, um, so. That's a win. I think it's a win. We don't typically lose to Washington on Thanksgiving. We play. I went to the game a couple of years back when we played Washington on Thanksgiving. We won 35 to 10. That's a win. Um, that's a win in my eyes, too. Yeah, so I, I don't. Yeah. I was going to ask our, our friend Angelo who's going to be the quarterback. Nobody knows. I know. They don't I know. know. But I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at 8-3. 8-3. I, I want to know who the artist is before we go on to the next team. Who's your artist? Who's playing in in, in that stadium? The who, artist? Yep. Who's your artist? You're the music guy. Who Who is your artist? Who is hot? There's a lot of hot artists right now. Uh-huh. Who's going to play in that stadium that people know of, people who, well, sort of love? Because it was, I think last year it was um, not Jonas Brothers. I think it was Jonas Brothers. They make horrible choices with that. When I was there a couple of years ago, when I went to the Thanksgiving Day game, they had Megan Trainer. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. It was horrible. Um, it wasn't horrible. <laughs> like, she's a good performer. I'm just like, right. the choices y'all make tell me the demographic you're trying to appeal to. And they're, they're going to appeal to that demographic. So, yeah. Uh, and if you're going to appeal to that demographic, I mean, it's a Thanksgiving Day game. It's not the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it could be anybody. Like, okay. you could have freaking Selena Gomez. Or something like she that. She was performing a long time. <laughs> exactly. But she's from Dallas. So she's from Dallas. You never know. I just, I just, I don't know. They should keep it for us, Gabe. You know, I, I would have, I, they should keep it for us. Yeah, I, seriously, if, if you, if you, if you want to be honest. Yeah. They should keep it for everyone. And Jerry, Jerry knows that. But Jerry, I mean, Jerry's going to do it. Jerry and wife Charlotte should sign off off that. If, if Nicki Minaj or, uh, Drake one perform here on Thanksgiving Day. Do you know how many people? First of all, that's not happening because they're Super Bowl level artists. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different thing. This, again, the Thanksgiving Day game. Try. Thanksgiving Day game is for the middle of the road artists. Like it's the middle of the road art, artists. Like, like Megan like, Trainor is a middle of the road artist. Okay, she's she has some hits, but it's not gonna be enough to do a massive Super Bowl performance. Jonas Brothers the same thing. Like they have some. Childish little hits, okay. um, but okay. they're not gonna just blow you away with their performance. Right. Like Thanksgiving Day is for stuff like that. Like okay. to me, it could be a country artist for all I care. Like it don't really matter. Damn, and that's what I turn the TV off because I because I. As much <laughs> but that's as why I, they pick the artists that they pick for Thanksgiving because I like it's not. Co- I like country. It ain't the Super Bowl. I like country, but that's why I turn the TV off. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so we're at eight and three. Yeah. Uh, we got Seattle on, I think that is a Thursday night game. Seattle is sneaky. That's here. That's here. That's at home. I think the location of these games is actually helping us out because okay. if I was to just look at our schedule, I'd be like, uh, uh, if we got to go to Seattle, my tone may be a little different. Right. Um, Seattle defensively doesn't scare me. No. Uh, um, Gino. Gino kind of we gotta see what, himself. Yeah, Gino's feeling himself, and that may work in their favor, and it may uh, not. Um, that game is like a hit or miss game. It's for a very me, hit or I miss. I think it's going to be a win. 
because of, of that of what you said. Yeah. I think the location of this game is important. I think we come out with a win. Mm-hmm. Um this sound, I, I'm really cuz when I first looked at the schedule, I'm I'm gonna tell you something. I think Sure. I think December is what scared me. And I know we're about to get to it. This so this is why we're getting into it. So we're both at 9 and 3, right? We're at 9 and 3 going into December. Okay, uh Philly. That that's here that is a Sunday night game on NBC. You said we'll lose twice. Or we we will split. We have the one loss in Philly in November, uh, and then the five weeks later we played them again on Sunday Night Football. If we're sitting at nine and three by that time, that game is going to be important. Okay, that game is going to be very important. We, we might, you know what? We might be tied. I have to look at Philly's schedule to compare it, but okay. By the time we get to December tenth. If that if we're sitting at nine and three mm-hmm. as we both have predicted, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that game is going to be very very important. Sure, and I think that because of the importance of that game, mm-hmm. we'll lose. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose. And that's a home game. That's, we got three straight home. It's games. a home game. Yeah, three uh, straight. Man, I was going to say. Because Philly is still going to be playing for something. They're still they playing are. for the division. They're, they're, they're going to play their guys. Yeah, they're gonna, we're going to have to deal with all of their stuff. <laughs> all of the That's stuff to take out on that uh, team. I'm going to say it's a win. Okay. Because of momentum. Okay. It depends on where we're at at that time. So yeah. we lose the game in Philly, but we beat the Giants and the Pandas and the uh, commanders in the Seahawks. That's momentum for me. So if we're if we during that stretch, if we lose like one or two of those games, yeah, outside of Philly, then I'm definitely going to say a loss. But if we're if we're good, if we're if that is what a four game winning streak, I'm going to say win. It it that game is a momentum game for me. Again, like I said, the importance of this game is going to make the better team have to show up. Philly, on paper, has the best team in the league. They do. On paper. We have to see them play. We have to see what they're capable of. And if they gel together, it's preseason and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, again, just going off of this is before the season predictions, I'm just saying, (laughs) the talent that's on that roster is going to have to show up. And in the event that they show up, Mm -hmm. we will lose. I'm just Twice. being honest because, yeah, because of the fact that that team, the talent alone on that team, they have to beat themselves. Right. Um, it's too much. You got half of the Georgia Bulldogs defense <laughs> on your team. Like, I, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Half of the championship Georgia Bulldogs defense is on your team. Unbelievable. Your offense is freaking ridiculous. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you got Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard. You got one of the best offensive lines in the league that pr- pretty much everybody came back. Golly. So they're they're positioned right now to be the team to be in the NFC, not just the NFC East. The NFC, yeah. Um, so I have that ten and three. Ten and um, three. I got it. Nine and four. Nine and four. Okay. Uh, I agree with you with everything you're saying. 
I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now we get to Buffalo at their place. It's going to be cold. It's December 17th. Um, nine and five. You say nine and five. I'm nine going five. to say a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss because we can't handle Josh Allen. We're not going to be able to handle Josh Allen. We're not going to be able to handle. I mean, now, granted, we did get better at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what that turns into. Right. Um, because defensive backs are going to play a massive role in this season. We play three of the best receiver cores in the <laughs> league this season. Like, we, I mean, Jeez. between the Eagles, three. the Dolphins, I mean, Buffalo is up there. They have Gabe, uh, what's his face? Uh, Gabe Davis. You got Gabe D- Stephon Diggs. You got. Yeah, if Stephon Diggs wants to play. Yeah. Uh, he, wanna if play, he wants to play. He's going to play. And then, then he, he gonna can ball out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I have that as ten and four. You have that as nine and five. Nine and five, going uh, into Miami. We got three games left. <laughs> Miami at their place is going to be hot. <laughs> a little bit of weather change. Christmas Eve, a little yeah. bit of weather change. It's going to be seventy. It's going. I'm going to say it's going to be about seventy five degrees. However, Miami. Oh, that's tough for me. Because <laughs> nine and six. Cause me, that yeah. that team that team it, it just depends on the health of Tua. If Tua it plays. Does. If Tua plays, well, either or not, I'm going to say it's a win. I'm going to say it's a win because we it, we can get to Tua. They have Jalen Ramsey on defense. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about him. They have Jalen Ramsey. Oh, in my Miami. gosh. They I added Jalen Ramsey. Him. They have two of the best receivers in the league in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yep. I knew that part. I, I feel like, like to afraid. me, yo, look, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Sure. December is gonna get bad for us. <laughs> December is gonna get bad That's for why us. You have at I have, nine and six. The, I have them at nine and six. I have them at, at eleven and four. I see a three game skid from Philly to Miami, and we'll get back Philly, on Boston, Philly, Buffalo, and Miami. You say three all three games. losses. Oh god, all three losses. You know what I'm gonna predict? I'm gonna predict a Detroit loss. That's the next game. See, I got us beating Detroit because it's at home. I got us losing to Detroit. I got us beating Detroit at home because of the three. I don't think we lose four games in a row. I got us losing only because I I, I have 11 and four. Mm -hmm. Is it 11 and four? Yeah, 11 and four. Yeah, I'm nine and six before getting to Detroit. I'm I'm 11. I said we'll beat Miami. So that's 11 and four. 11 and five. We're going to lose to Detroit. Yeah, I think we beat Detroit. That gets us to ten and six going into Washington. Eleven and five for me, for because the thing about it is with Detroit, there's no Aaron Rodgers there in the NFC North, so it's wide open. So Detroit is going to be the best team in that division. I disagree. I think Minnesota would be the best team in that division. Minnesota's going to fall back. I get why you would say that, but I, I honestly think that. Minnesota's ta- again talent is going to play a massive role in this season in that division in that division and in the season across the board. Like mm-hmm. if you have healthy talent at that point in the season, I think that Minnesota has the most talent. And as much as I don't believe in them, <laughs> I have to I have to say like yeah, like that's the team that we're going to fumble will, this game away. I feel like we're going to fumble this game away. 
and Th- that's why I said uh, that's why I said a loss. I get where you're coming from. I I and I kind of agree with you to that to an extent because of how, if I predicted it your way, uh-huh. then I would probably say that too. Uh-huh. Um, but because I predicted three games skid from Philly to Miami, I don't see us losing to Detroit because we got to get we got to use a team to get back that's a get back on track. Right, that's a Saturday uh-huh. night game at at here. Yeah, at ATT Stadium. Yeah, so uh-huh. I think I think that's a win. Okay, so I, I'm at 11 and 5. You're at I'm nine, at 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Uh, okay, we got the Washington Commanders, the last game last at game. their place. I feel like we're not going to rest anybody. That, here's the we conversation. Can't. We're not going to be able to. Yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to be able to. But I'm going to say that's a win. I think it's a win as well. I got to set 11 and 6. I got to set 12 and 5 again. Yeah. And it's going to be enough to keep Mike, Mike McCartney's job. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the cow, the the this is Jerry's decision, yeah, and he's gonna base it off what Frisco says. And you live in that town, you know what Frisco's gonna say to Jerry, yeah. And so, with that being said, Mike McCartney's gonna keep his job. That is a wild card team again. I hate to say that. I hate to say we're going to be in the wild card again because I feel like we had the we we don't have the pieces to win the division, but we have the talent on the field to to win the division. And you know, I think that at eleven and six, twelve and five, yeah, um, that's a team that you got to respect in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You have to at least acknowledge them in the playoffs, okay, just so because. I, I think that the Cowboys have enough to compete. Okay. It's not a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Um, just get that out of your mind, Cowboys fans. Get that out of your mind right now. Just before the season starts. Right now. Just save yourself right the disappointment now. because we're gonna, it's going to be a very up and down season. I'm, I'm right. predicting that this is going to have a lot of highs, some lows, as usual. But mm-hmm. this one, I can kind of see it. Like, right. I can see it just based upon the schedule alone. Mm-hmm. They set this up for us to have a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, you know what I, you know what I, you know what I think before we leave? You know what I think about this season? I feel like we're going to have a major injury. Sorry. Yeah, not going to Sorry. I feel like we're going to have a major a, a injury. And here's why I say this game. I was, because Dak is not, Focus enough anymore. And I say this because he hasn't proven enough for, for me to that he can take that next step. This man turns dirty in July. <laughs> at that point, you're supposed to win a, at best win a, win a championship. A championship. And I look at these quarterbacks now. I look at these younger quarterbacks like a Pat Mahomes, a Jalen Hurts, uh, you can throw in, uh, you can throw in uh, Justin Herbert, who has not won anything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at these guys; these guys are more determined than Dak Prescott. No, no knock on Dak Prescott. But sorry to cut you off, but okay. I want to, I want to highlight this because this is important. Like, sure. I think we put Dak in a category that he's not in. I think we always mention him in comparison to the Justin Herberts, to the. Um, Josh Allen's and Pat yeah. Mahomes. And, like, he's not there. Let's just keep it a thousand. We know who Dak is. Every time he's had a successful season, what was the foundation of our offense? Running the football. 
That's the identity of the Cowboys. That's the way that they're built right now. And so whenever he's successful is when he doesn't have the pressure on him. The moment you put the ball in his hands 35-plus times a game, Mm -hmm. there's bound to be mistakes because he's not that quarterback. That's That's not who he is. That's what I'm saying. So once you understand the identity of the player, you coach around that identity. That's been the problem. Last year, we had an offensive coordinator who really wanted Dak to be Justin Herbert, who he has now. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, just being honest. He wanted a quarterback that could, he wanted a quarterback that can throw the ball 35 times a game where he can throw in little combos and little. He can't do all that. And he's not that dude. Like, like you said. Yeah. He's not, that's not Dak. And whenever I just don't want Cowboys fans to get disappointed in the event that Dak has to throw the ball 35 plus times a game in order for us to win. Because he won't have to. I know that I know Mike McCarthy is calling the plays now. He says we're going to run the football and all this. Like you didn't do that. Wait a minute, you didn't do that with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, but he also understands that Dak is not Aaron Rodgers, right? So again, that's the that's the thing. Understand player identity. That's the biggest thing that a coach can ever do is know who your players are. Coaches, this coaching staff does not know it. And they, they've been trying to make Dak Troy Aikman. They've been trying to make Dak <laughs> be this, be this, this passing figure that he's not. That's why he threw so many interceptions. They put him in position to. I mean, yes, those are bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But the reason he makes bad decisions is because that's not who he is. They don't know who he is, Gabe. And they've never the known, problem. and that's been the problem. So once you use your identity, and I like that they built up the defense, the defensive tackle that we got from Michigan in the first round. I like yes. him. I like that they're trying to add those elements because our defense is going to be crucial this season. Right. Because if, let's just say, in the games where we can't run the ball like that, mm-hmm. and we're going to need our defense to step up. We're going to need, I like that they invested in Stephon Gilmore. I like that they made that move. That was a big move because we didn't have we another didn't have, corner outside of you, Trayvon. You got to understand that Anthony Brown is going to be out till next season. Yeah. So, so you, you had to make definitely a you had an upgrade. Um, and to your point, um, I agree with everything that you said. But my major injury will will not be Dak, but it will come on the offensive line or defensive line. We always have an injury on the offensive line, so that um, <laughs> because our offensive line is falling apart. It's if you old. if you say this, you know Terrence Steele is out. I think he's tore his ACL. Tyron Smith is not going to be the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Martin is doing his best. Ty, Tyler Biotis, I feel like he's going to be injury prone. Uh, mm-hmm. Our guard, I don't know who our guard is in our left tackle. Tyler Smith, he's he's the mobile guy we have right now because he's a rookie. So you need your pieces in place to win. Mm-hmm. And you talk about player identity. This, te- this coaching staff, and Jerry included, yes, I'm adding Jerry to this, you got to know your players. Yeah. You can't go off the rails on radio or any podcast that you go to and say, and say, okay, this player is going to be healthy this day or that day. It ain't going to happen like that. It's not. You got to understand uh, 
your players this upcoming season so that we'll have success. Listen, it's not going to turn into Super Bowl successes. You know, I'm pretty sure during the season, when we, when we watched Philly, Philly struggled. That last half of the season, they struggled. Mm-hmm. How they got to the Super Bowl is beyond me. <laughs> it was by determination. So this, they they got to the Super Bowl because of their culture. Yes, that's it. Like towards the last half of the season, Jalen Hurts injury and mm-hmm. him having to come back like last game of the season and just get back into a rhythm, and they still had a slow start in their first playoff game. All, all that kind of stuff. Like yes. You only get that because you have a resilient culture that sure. they've built over the history of the Philadelphia Change Eagles. culture. Dallas doesn't have that culture built and instilled. We will always have problems and we'll always fall short of expectations because of the culture that is built in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Like I, I just think that we as Cowboys fans got to be realistic at a certain point. Well, and just understand you gotta tell those Cowboys fans to to, yeah. to to lower their expectations to to just see what happens because I know what's gonna happen. We all know what's gonna happen. We're gonna go on that win streak early, right? We're gonna be sitting at four and one, five and zero, oh, whatever that is. Everybody's gonna and be everybody's saying, gonna be like, "Oh, we're Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. we're going to the Super Bowl." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, y'all gotta stop it, bro." And that's exactly what's gonna happen. Y'all I, gotta stop. I've seen. Time and time again, we always get our hopes up, and they pull the rug right from under us. It happens every single time. Ridiculous. And so, again, I just I say all that to say bro. that we I'm, are gonna have a very roller coaster season. Yes, I'm predicting it. I'm very nervous for this season, and that's why I'm sitting at eleven and six. Like I'm sitting at twelve and five because I feel like I feel like nothing has changed. We didn't improve anything. Um, the only thing we improved on was the cornerback position and the wide receiver position, which we desperately needed. But outside of anything else, we didn't improve anything. I thought, I thought we'll get a rookie quarterback to challenge Dak. You know, you know, not not to say that he's going to replace his job. I didn't want that at all. I didn't want them to go draft a quarterback. I want a quarterback in to challenge. Yeah, It's different. Truthfully, be- I wanted Anthony Richardson because I felt like he was a great developmental guy, but mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew he was going to go early, so I never thought we were going to get him. Right. But um, I like his game in Florida when mm-hmm. I did watch. The little games that I did watch, I was like, yes. I like his style. His game is um, really good. And I think Indianapolis is going to benefit greatly from him Damn. whenever he's developed and ready Damn. to roll. Oh, wow. He's going to be something. Um, but I, I like that something. kid a lot. I like that kid a lot. He's going to be something that uh, AFC uh, uh, South. Yeah. And I just want to read off Philly's schedule before we get out of here. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. New England, Minnesota, Tampa, Washington, the Rams, the Jets, the Dolphins, Washington, the Cowboys, they have a bye week, week 10. Then out of their bye week, they have Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas again, Seattle, New York, Arizona, and the Giants again. So that looks like a schedule is tough. They have a very difficult schedule, and it could work in our favor. We could be fighting for, you know, I mean, it's going to be us or them. Um, but their schedule is just as tough as ours, if not tougher, because we don't have Kansas City on our schedule. <laughs> Um, no, no, we don't have uh, Kansas City on that schedule. But we'll, 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 I think I think looking at the schedule now, 
I think our toughest game would be those two Philly Philly games and the Buffalo game as well. Philly, Buffalo, Miami. I think Miami is a tough, tough if, game. If Tua stays healthy, if they no, have, matter, no matter what, what the case is. Yeah, the be. quarterback is a massive thing. Same thing with San Francisco. I can say the mm-hmm. same thing about San Francisco. Like, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks in those situations are what's going to determine wins and losses sure. for them because um, okay. we just don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that remains to be seen, but we'll definitely come back and um, after the last preseason game, which will be on the 26th, we'll definitely come back on that Tuesday to talk about it and see where we're, we're, we're what we're thinking for the 2023 season. Yeah, it's so, going to be interesting. I want to thank you, Gabe, for coming in for your expertise. I want to thank Sierra Marone. Go follow her. At the full 94 podcast, wherever you stream your podcast is at. Follow this one as well. Uh, for Angelo, for Gabe, and myself, my name is Jamie. You're listening to Beyond the Game podcast on Fishbowl Radio. See y'all next week. Go Lakers. Straight putting it down for California.